Happy Halloween, everyone! Hi guys, I'm Emily. And I'm Paige. And you are listening to the spooky special edition of Tuesdays After Twilight. <laughs> that was an incredible intro, thank you, Paige. So um, <laughs> welcome to the show, guys. Um, as we had mentioned in our last episode, we're just going to be sharing a few spooky stories, both from ourselves and from listeners, in this episode. And I do just have to put out a little disclaimer here. Um, my family is present um, for this recording, whereas normally um, they're either asleep or, you know, whatever. So if you hear some background noise, it's just because my family's bopping around. So don't be alarmed. Tina's taking a bath next to the camera. So if you hear any licking sounds, don't be alarmed. <laughs> when you say Tina's taking a bath, I picture her like literally in a bathtub. I, no, she's just licking. All right, so I'm going to start off with my story. Um, I don't, it's not that cool. I don't, don't drag your own story, Emily. Okay, it's fine. Okay, <laughs> so I went to school in Minnesota, and um, it's a really old school. It, it opened in like the 1800s sometime. I should probably know that because I literally worked for the school in admissions, but I can't remember at this current moment. But it was originally an all-boys school, um, and I think, like, originally just a seminary, which, if you don't speak Catholic, is, like, um, where men train to become priests. Um, and then, obviously, they integrated into, like, boys' and girls' school in, like, a normal college. But they obviously have a lot of old buildings on the campus, and the freshman all-girls dorm is located in the oldest building. It's, like, over 100 years old. I think I should have looked this up. <laughs> Let me look it up real quick. Okay, we're back from me Googling that. Sorry, I wasn't prepared, guys. Um, so the building, it's called Heffron Hall, and it was built in 1920. And they had added some stuff onto it, but it's all, like, one long hall with, like, a few additions onto it. So Skemp Hall, which is the freshman all-girls dorm. I live there, um, obviously freshman year. And I had this alarm clock that plugged in. And by the way, this building is like certified haunted. It used to have its own Wikipedia page. I just found out about 10 seconds ago that they deleted it, which is rude. But the rumors are that like this priest was kind of involved in some occult stuff. So like he basically invited dark spirits into this space. Anyways, it has a long history of being haunted. It's one of the ha most haunted places in Minnesota. So I had this alarm clock that was the kind where you just plug into the wall and it has like the red lights, you know, everybody's seen them. And it was a couple years old. So I didn't think much of it when freshman year, it would go off in the middle of the night. Um, even though the alarm was off, like there's, there was a little button on the top that said alarm on off and it would be switched off, but it would still be going off. It was irritating because it would wake my roommate and I up, but we just kind of got over it because it was only like sporadically doing it. So that was freshman year. And I want to point out real quick here that I had this clock all throughout college and I lived in just two other dorms and um, it never went off in those dorms and they weren't connected to this building. I've been talking about it all. Um, they were in completely different parts of campus. And then, yeah. So fast forward to junior year, I was living in these houses that were on campus and just had a bad roommate situation. So I decided to move out in the middle of the year, literally moved out on a Wednesday, hashtag impulsive. 
And that night, or the next night, because I had to stay on a friend's couch that night, but the next night I got put back into a different area of that same building I was talking about earlier. And literally that night, the very first night I was back in the building, my alarm clock went off in the middle of the night. I it was goosebumps right now. That's <laughs> It was very spooky. It almost felt like um, like I was being welcomed back. Like, I never felt like an evil presence or anything, despite the rumors that it was, like, occult stuff going on. Like, I always felt like it was just kind of there. It just kind of wanted to be acknowledged. But, yeah, that's my spooky story. You're up, Paige. Okay, so this one did not happen to me. However, it's one of my favorite stories that I've heard someone else tell me. Um, I'm not going to share his name because I don't know if he would want that or not. Um, but this is something, a story from an old coworker of mine who just one day it was really slow and we were all telling our spookiest stories. And he was like, yeah, I lived in a haunted house from like ages like 11 to 15. And we were like, please tell us more. And I, he, this guy was one of my absolute favorite coworkers of all time, like really well-liked guy, like all around good guy. He had so many stories. It just like, it didn't make any sense that he could make up so many different stories like there was one about like the very first night where like all the doors in the house kept opening and like the garage door kept opening and then there were other stories where like there was always footsteps in his room and he would hear it or like his parents would hear it or his parents bed would shake or they would see full body apparitions just literally walking around their house like hold on on. excuse me (laughs) seriously he's told me a story that like one time he had brought a friend over and like all of his friends at high school like knew like so-and-so lived in a haunted house, whatever, and he brought this friend over, and uh, literally, like, a woman, I think, I think it was a man, walked in between one room into another, like, through a hallway, and both of them saw it, and he was like, so do you believe me now? Because we see that shit, like, all the fucking time. So, like, that, that's basically, like, the backstory of it all, that they just, like, grew accustomed to it, that they just lived in this haunted house, but he said, like, he was like, this story is the one that scares me the most because it happened to me specifically. And like, I, I, all I got from it was a very malicious, sinister feeling. So like, mm-hmm. yeah. Cause like all the other stuff, I don't know if they necessarily felt aggressiveness about it, but he was like, this like literally made me cry and scream for like months after. So he had gone to bed and mind you, he slept in the basement I'm pretty (laughs) thumbs down. I agree. But it was one of those finished furnished basements. So it's not just like an empty room or whatever. But the way that he described it was that his room was like the main room. And then there was a long hallway that kind of went straight. It made a right turn. And then there were there were rooms all down these two hallways. And at the very end was a the only unfinished room in the house. It was just basically like cinder blocks and like a like cold ground like it was just a a room that they didn't need never got finished no one ever went in it I think they used it maybe as a storage room or something like that just just know that that is the dealio okay so he had gone to bed and he woke up quote-unquote woke up but he was having a dream he knows that he was having a dream that there was he woke up and there was a woman standing over his bed and he was like, I don't know what she was wearing, but her hair 
was just like crazy. Like it, like almost as if like she had been electrocuted and she just had this like, like horrible face, like that she was angry and like, like wanted to attack and was like, just had this like kind of crazy look on her face. Uh, whenever he described it, I always pictured um, the Scooby-Doo monster Revolta from Scooby-Doo and the Ghoul School. If you don't know who I'm talking about, Google it. But I'm pretty sure that it's a pretty spot on um, description. Anyways. You know who I'm picturing? Sorry to interrupt. Um, oh. Pr- Professor Trelawney from um, Harry Potter. I think that that's very similar. But imagine her, but just like scary face, looks right. mean, looks right. upset. And she was just standing over his bed looking at him. And so this is how I know it's a dream, because if that happened to me, I would, and it was real, I would scream. But he was just like, what do you want? Like, why are you here? And she just stood there looking at him for like a couple minutes and then turned around and walked out of his room. And he was, he got out of bed and followed her. And she walked all the way down the hallway, took a right walked all the way down and then went into the room at the end of the hallway. So, you know, dream him is like, well, I got to go see what she's doing. So he walks into the room and she's just fucking Blair witching it. Okay. She is standing all the way at the end, facing the wall, not doing anything, just like standing up against the wall. And like in that moment, he wakes up from the dream and he is in the room he is in the room standing up and he I he he told me that and I was like what did you do and he's like oh I cried I screamed and cried right then and there I was like 12 years old so he's like I never had a history of sleepwalking I know I went to bed in my room like there's literally no explanation for how I ended up there like the the dream combined with it like literally no explanation but he's like I every time I think about it I get such a bad feeling like when it was happening I had a bad feeling like all around bad but yeah that's I just wanted to share that story because it gives me the heebie-jeebies every time I talk about it that story was insane. I wanted so bad to, like, scream when you got to the, like, um, turning point. But the thing about recording a podcast is if Paige and I talk over each other, it ruins it. So I had to, like, keep my damn mouth shut. But that was insane. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. And, like, I've, I've told, I've told back in the day. I told him this story and he was like, well, I mean, it's just a dream. Like, easily can be explained away. I'm like, even if it was just a dream... It's all bad. It's all bad. Like, even if, even if it wasn't anything supernatural, you would feel okay after that? You wouldn't be spooked to the core after that? I would be real freaked out. Right. And my thing is, like, I know this is cheesy and corny, but, like, you know how they always say, like, you, the human brain cannot make up faces. So, like, people that you've seen in dreams are people that you've seen, whether you realize it or not. Yeah. That means he saw. He, uh, like if you mega chills. If you go like if you ascribe to the theory that it was just a dream, then he saw that in real life at some point. If it was a dream slash real combo, which is what I believe, then he saw her right then. Either way, spooky. What kills me and like that kills me is the Blair Witch thing. Walking in and like she was just not looking at him. Like, I hate that. I hate that fully. Yes. Like, I hate when my cats stare at the corner, a human being doing it. No, thank you. No, 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 no. 
<sighs> okay, so we also have a few um, listener-submitted stories, so we're going to read a couple of them. Thank you so much to those who submitted the stories. So we're going to start... Oh, sorry, that was my phone. We're going to start off with um, a story submitted by listener and friend of the pod, Caroline. It's actually a twofer. It's short, but it's a twofer, which she packs a lot of punch in this this little short thing. So thank you so much, Caroline. This is awesome. Okay, in her words, here's my spooky story. When I was little, I used to hear breathing in the empty bunk bed above me. I'd calm myself down saying that the breathing was just the cat. And as soon as I'd tell myself that, the cat would walk through my door and sleep at the foot of my bed. <laughs> okay, that's I, part one. That's I part one. don't like breathing. I, I mean, I mean, I like breathing. Don't get me wrong. But breathing when there's not another person there, I don't like that. Me neither. Not one bit. Okay, this is um, part two of Caroline's story. My vampire story is that when my best friend in my neighborhood had read like a fiend and had a very active imagination, she used to sleep with a blanket wrapped around her neck to prevent vampires from biting her. <laughs> I love that there was like comedy, but also spook. Oh, the submission is chef's kiss. Thank you, Caroline. That reminds me of something like a woman from the 1700s would do. Like, <laughs> it reminds me of something I would do because, um, when the third Harry Potter movie came out, I was so scared of those Dementors because they're really well done in the movies, like especially in the third movie. Shout out Alfonso Cuaron, you're awesome. Um, and like just the way that they like, you know, like move is all spooky. And I had this like hoodie that hung up in my closet that looked exactly like one. And I was so scared of it. Why did I never take it down? I don't know. But I used to sleep with my blankets over my head because I was scared the Dementor was going to come for me. <laughs> I, I was also going to say, um, Caroline's first story reminded me, my, my bed in middle and high school, it was like a bunk bed, but it was, the top was a bed, and then underneath was a desk. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was kind of bunk-ish, but there wasn't a I had that in college, yeah. Yeah, and a lot of the time, I would hear, like, what sounded like someone writing with a pencil onto paper on the desk underneath, like so much so that I would get up and look at it because it was like, what am I hearing right now? Never, never got an explanation for that. I mean, it was probably just my imagination and the fact that I've been petrified by people breaking into my house since third grade. Um, All you robbers out there, I swear to God, do not break into my house after you hear this. I will pee. Oh, that's that's spooky, too. I'd be like, can you do my homework while you're there? Like, if you're gonna spook me out, you might as well get something done. Like, if you're gonna be writing with a pencil, may as well write something worthwhile. Yeah, do that damn math homework while you're at it. Seriously. <laughs> okay, and then Paige is going to read our other listener-submitted story. Okay, so this story is from Ellen, and I just wanted to say that we loved this story, and when Emily texted me it, it was like, all oh, capital letters, like, oh my god, we got our first... We got our first listener mail about a spooky story. It was just, it was really exciting. So thank you, Ellen. We really enjoyed it. Okay. So this is what Ellen said. Hi, guys. Just binged all of your episodes and heard your desperate call for spooky stories. So I thought I'd make a humble contribution. Once when I was about 10 years old, I was home alone in the family's apartment for the evening since my parents were at some friend's place. I was sitting in front of our bulky stationary computer with a pair of overhead earphones, which connected to it in my parents' office, probably watching anime. I get that 
I get that, Ellen. I've been there. Suddenly I felt a light tug on my braid, which was hanging down the back of the chair. I assumed that I had failed to hear my parents come home, and now my dad was messing with me. But when I turned around, you guessed it, there was nobody there. I was weirded out, but told myself that I had imagined it and went back to watching the computer. A couple of minutes later, however, I felt another tug on my hair, except this one was way rougher. So rough, in fact, that my head whipped backwards and ripped my headphones out of the socket. Now thoroughly freaked out, I ran to my room where I hulked into the corner of my bed until my parents came back home. Maybe not the most fantastical encounter ever, but it did effectively make me a believer in the supernatural. Hope you keep having fun making the podcast and stay safe. Love from Sweden, Ellen. Ellen, I just want to say, when you said maybe not the most fantastical encounter ever, then what is? Because this is batshit bananas crazy. I, I, when Emily had sent it to me, I said to her, I was like, I mean, being at home alone is already scary enough, like when you're a kid, but to have something like physically touch you so much so that it causes a physical reaction to like an inanimate object, like the earphones, like that's. That would scare me so bad. Yes, and it's like aggressive force, too. It's not like they were, like, tapping you or, like, trying to say hi, which would also be scary, just to clarify. But they were, like, literally yanking your hair. That's crazy. Yeah. So definitely gave... I've always... I I don't want to say I've wanted ghosts to touch me. I would, like, maybe one time, just to see, you know? But, (laughs) like, to be, like, just like a buddy like a pat on the back I don't know if I want a ghost to pull my hair I don't think I would like that very much no I don't like when humans do it so I certainly wouldn't like it when a supernatural entity did it what about Edward no that motherfucker (laughs) better not even touch me (laughs) oh man Carlisle maybe maybe I'll take it maybe I'll have a little bit He's more, like, age-appropriate for me now because I'm old as shit, but anyways. I bet he's, like, 800 years old. (laughs) Cannot confirm or deny. I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. So that has been our spooky special. We hope you guys enjoyed. And again, thank you to Caroline and Ellen for submitting your stories. And for all of you for tuning in and listening along, happy Halloween. Um, Just a little reminder... We will not have a new episode out next week on November 3rd, but for our listeners living in the United States, I know that we gave you a whole speech about it last time, but please vote if you're considering not doing it. Um, just know that your vote matters, and it's one of the like best things that you can do to exercise your voice. Yep, and since this is going to come out right before Halloween, if you're going to go out on Halloween... Just remember to be safe. There is still a pandemic going on out there. I mean, Halloween is the perfect time to be wearing a mask, the perfect time to be wearing gloves. So get spooky with it, but also make sure you're being safe because there's going to be a lot of kids out there and, you know, just good to keep our whole community safe. Yes, definitely. And yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed. Um, Stay in contact with us on social media over this little break that we're having. And you know where to find us. We're on Twitter at TaftPod. Tumblr and Instagram at Tuesdays are for Twilight. And you can always email us any feedback or anything at Tuesdays are for Twilight at gmail.com. And happy Halloween, guys. Get spooked. Bye. Bye.